Welcome to the Plank Show. It's a Tuesday, which means KJ Kindler joins us. Congratulations, Good Coach. Uh oh, uh oh. Hold on. Is it working now? Wait, hold on. Littering and try it again. Good morning. Hey! There it is. What a win. What a performance this weekend, right? Thank you. Is it, um, is it, uh, gosh, I don't want to get too carried away because it's so early in the season, but how reassuring is it to maybe not have a week like you wanted? And come back and get a perform, excuse me, a performance like that in a challenging atmosphere. Yeah, it was huge. And then, uh, I mean, the number one thing we needed to do is kind of get back on track on balance beam. And I think I told you last week we started on balance beam. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere harder to start than balance beam. You got to really control your uh, adrenaline. You know, mm -hmm. you're very excited when those meets start. Um, and in this meet, we were allowed to do exhibitions. So any any televised meet, we can't do that. And that means, you know, you have your top six go, and then you can have a couple extra go and kind of just see where they're at. So we were able to do eight beam routines, which I know they weren't showing on the feed, but we hit eight beam routines in a row. Obviously, like a huge, a huge thing for our team. And um, I was also, I mean, we had 17 routines out of 24 done by freshmen and sophomores. This is... Um, really <laughs> outstanding. Wow. Wow. But but at the same time, like they, they're still learning. They're getting experience as we go. Um, that's one of the youngest teams and maybe the youngest team we've ever had. So in terms of contribution. So I'm, I'm super excited about that score, 197.9. Like you're teetering on that 198 and an away score that high. Amazing. It was the number one away score in the nation till last night. <laughs> Oh, what? Uh, You're always getting Was it down. UCLA it was or was it Michigan. Alabama? Oh, Michigan. That's Michigan right. last night. They just they just got uh, barely over 198. So, But they're an incredible team. So I, I'm feeling really good about doing that on the road uh, and in a quad meet. A quad meet is um, busier. There's more going on. You're just It's just a little faster paced. So it's a good experience for us, you know, moving into the postseason down the road to have that. Um, and then this weekend we're back home. So we, we spend, gosh, we've been doing this for a few months now, uh, promoting up, wanting to get you out to the uh, arena, want to get you out to the Lloyd Noble Center. I hope this is working because you better get out there on uh, on what, Saturday or Sunday this weekend. Sunday. Sunday. Because this is a big one this weekend. Yeah, Denver. They actually jumped us right before the meet. They were ranked ahead of us for like 10 hours. And and then we jumped them back after competing. <laughs> but it is like these teams are very close. We're ranked number three. They're ranked number five. Like this is going to be a really close competition. Um Really excited to have them in the LNC, and it's an afternoon meet, three forty-five oh, on wow. Sunday. So, um, really great. How go out and have dinner, or pick up dinner after after the meet? Again, it's going to be a really tough one, and we we need to fill that place up. And it's on ESPN. It is. So it's always good to show the nation what. OU fandom, OU gymnastics is all about. Huge for recruiting. I mean, everyone in the nation's going to see what what the arena looks like. So th that's a big a big moment for recruiting for us. Yeah, I mean, we're we're home for a bit, right? Because you get Sunday's meet, and then 
the bye week before the Super Bowl next Friday. We welcome in TWU and George Washington. So this is a really good chance over the next few weeks to get out and support this team because you got to get to know all the new faces. Yeah, it's three. It's like bang, 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 <laughs> three in a row. Um, so you'll be totally into it. And I think um, it'll be kind of a good break for our team um, midseason to – Stay home, kind of refine some of the things we're doing, halt on travel a little bit, especially with our health and everything, maybe staying home. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. All the students just came back to school. So we're just dodging, <laughs> you know, dodging things left and right like every other team. Start, start that second <laughs> semester by, by saying, you know, this is great that we're home. We need to hit the road again with all these students <laughs> back. Maybe is we one might. way to look at it. But, uh, well, listen, as, as much as we – we can't talk about specifics and individuals, but it, it still has been a challenge, right, for you guys whenever it comes to the yeah. health and safety protocols and being able to have your full roster. Yeah, we, we had to leave people at home this weekend, um, and we left people home for Utah. It's um, it's just been a little bit of a struggle in terms of getting everybody on the same page. And then, of course, training is halted, too, during those times. They're not only not competing, they're out for a minimum of six days. And in gymnastics, it's almost a lifetime. <laughs> six days. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. So you're out for a while. Let's just, just walk me through this process. Let's say six days. Yeah. It's every sport is unique. Every sport is different. You know, some would say, well, in in baseball, softball, just, just get in the cage a little bit and you're good to go. And and I know I'm 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 very much simplifying something that's not that simple. In football, <laughs> go go get in shape. If you're a corner, you're fine. If you're one of the big uglies, just get your your wind in. Completely different world with gymnastics, isn't it? When it when yeah. it comes to trying to to get back to where you need to be. I mean, balance beam is really it's it's habit. It's habitual. You have to be on it every day. It's a balance issue too. You know, if you've been sick or something like that, and then and stamina on floor right. and bars. Bars takes great stamina. I know a lot of people might not associate the two, but have you ever gripped something with a death grip for thirty to forty five <laughs> seconds? I mean, that's yeah. what they're doing and releasing and regrabbing. I mean, it's a it's an upper body animal. So. Um, those two events take a lot of stamina. And then your quickness, just everything. You're missing practice and, and you're fatigued. You know, you're down. So I think it takes, you know, two to three, maybe even four weeks to feel right back where you were. It's got to be too frustrating for that student athlete because she's gone through an entire off season of preparing and getting ready. And you get to that first couple of meets and you're in prime physical um Ability, your 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 form is where it needs to be, and then boom, it's like you got to get away for six days. Sock I mean, it's, in the stomach. It, it's got to be a, a mental thing too, right? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. They've worked really hard and they've prepared themselves really well. But you know, we've dealt with the flu and things like that in the sure. past. But it was just very uh, intermittent. You know, you get one person a season or something like that where it would happen. Um, but it's always impactful. You know, it's always impactful when those things happen. KJ Kindler's in the house with us uh, this weekend. OU is home for a huge showdown with Denver. That's 345 this Sunday inside the LNC. You can get tickets right now at Soonersports.com slash tickets. Let's talk about Jordan Bowers. And, yeah, let's. Uh, she won four events this weekend uh, and took home the all-around with a career-high 39.6 on the vault, career-high 9.975 on the bars. With a nine nine on the floor. Uh, hold on, I think I'm saying you, you career are. high nine nine seven five on the vault, <laughs> nine nine on the bars, nine nine two five on the floor for the all around thirty nine point yeah. six. I understand gymnastics scoring 
It is only 9-11 in the morning, but that's pretty impressive, isn't it? It is. Now, career high for a freshman, you've had three meets. But uh, a nine nine seven five is a gigantic score for a freshman. And she stuck her vault cold. And remember, in the first meet of the year, she fell on vault. So, like, think about how far she's come in just three meets on that event alone. Um, she's just really showing great mental strength. Also, you know, starting on balance beam for the first time as a freshman. She's second up. So, it's like wow. out of the gate, she's up there right away. Um Really just proud of how she's, you know, bouncing back every single week. Uh, remember, she hasn't competed for two and a half years. Uh, so this is this is big time for her. She's worked hard. She's definitely dialed in. I mean, gosh, if you just look into her eyes, she's incredibly intense, incredibly intense. And um, she has way more in the tank than she got in that meet. She had two landing errors. So, I mean, she should have been really 39-8. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um- Reagan Smith just keeps on performing in 9975 on the beam. Um, how's she progressing along the path you would like to see? Oh, yeah. Uh, what I'm loving <laughs> to see from her is her growth, like emotionally and her confidence. There's no one who gets more excited when she nails her beam routine than Reagan. I don't know how the other judge didn't give her a 10. She was like <laughs> celebrating like it was her wedding day. You know, it was great. Uh, how, how do you minimize that? Because I, I mean, listen. Like I said, I'm a fan in the stands. I get hype. But they get so excited when they land something. It's like, all right, calm down. You've got to go do this. And it's more mental than what you just did. Or maybe it's – what's that balance like for you when you want them to be enthusiastic and fired up? But, all right, you know what's looming is that that mental challenge of of the beam or whatever it might be. They're masters of themselves. Like they know what they need. And so they need that emotional release. But at the same time, they can really um, calm themselves down. You might actually see some of them put their hand – over their heart before they salute to kind of try to calm down their um, their heart rate. Um, nice. You may see like very deep breath or something like that to really like bring themselves down a little bit. They're really great at um, knowing what they need. Um, what am I missing? And by the way, masters of themselves. I love it. I love it. I feel like I'm missing someone else who had a big meet this weekend. Jenna Dunn was pretty good. Yeah. She's st- well, starting us off on beam first event, first routine, like the most important routine of the night. She's been really stellar for us from the, from the beginning of the season. Um, let's see here. Uh, Catherine Levasseur. Le- yes. Cat yeah. joined the beam lineup. Um, we had somebody, uh, out of the beam lineup this week and she stepped in, did a, did a phenomenal job. So doing three events for us, she was the alternate on floor. So kind Sorry. of like, you know, uh, leaning toward that all around spot, definitely. But um, also good news on Olivia Troutman front. She's definitely making more progress. Um, as you know, she's like one of the best athletes that has ever walked in our door. So I'm feeling um, really optimistic about um, her kind of getting in there in the month of February, which, you know, at at first we weren't sure. So I'm feeling really good about that. If she's in the lineup at the end of the year, um, it it will help us tremendously. Isn't it? I I feel like Olivia Troutman, two things on her. Number one, I feel like she was just a freshman. And then in the same vein, I feel like she's been here for like 10 years. And and I think that's like like a credit to her to where – she, it seemed like it was just yesterday when she was starting out and making an impact, but yet she's made such a big impact. You feel like she's been around for a while. Yeah, she's made such a big impact. So when she's in, you notice, and when she's out, you notice. <laughs> you know, so she's just, um, especially on vault, like right. we really, really need to kind of amp up our start values. And when I look around the country, um, that's somewhere that we really just need to 
um, amp it up. But the the tenno vaults we're doing are being done so well. So it's just a matter of that. But Danae Sheridan stepping in, doing really great fulls. So. When you say 10 vault, we're talking yeah. about the difficulty? Yes, so, we are. Yes. Look at me. <laughs> it's almost like we've been doing this for like five years. Because a maybe, full right. is only worth a 995. So that's the highest score you can get. You can't get a 10 on that vault. Um, that's no good. No, you don't want that. <laughs> no. We want a 10 opportunity. We don't want that. Yeah. Uh, so then I'll, I'll wrap up because we, we do have a topic we got to pull Josh in on before I let you get out of here, Coach. But are you feeling good about where this team is, where it's progressing? I mean, I, I know that – well, unless, I don't know. I don't think you like to say, well, in 2005 we were this, six, seven. But in comparison to, to other seasons, is, is this team about where it needs to be as far as a championship level? Yeah, I would say so. Um, again, you're always working toward a peak, and there's certain times you want to peak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to peak several times during the season. So we will go up. We'll have to come down. We'll go up. Those kind of things. So I think it's great. But it is a young team, and it is um, kind of a, a different dynamic. And I I really like like I love the enthusiasm. Um, I just I just like where we are right now. And I think uh, moving forward, they're just going to get more experience and, and understand better what needs to happen. All right, Coach, you got to tell Josh what you did on Sunday night. I rooted for the Bills. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're the winner. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was so happy when she came and she's like, how about that game on Sunday night? I figured that you would – and again, good. You need to get away, right? Sometimes you just got to get away from it. But that was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. Like, we had just come back from our trip. I was trip. saying you had to have just landed. Yeah, we had just come back, and we were we were watching it. And um, my parents watched my kids when we're on the road. So they were in a different bedroom, and my dad was screaming from that room. <laughs> Lou was screaming in this room. And here's how it went. Lou Ball has so much power. After the Bills scored and there was 13 seconds left, I said – he said, oh, it's over. It's over. It's over. And oh, I, no. I looked at him. I said, they can't score in 13 seconds? He goes, no, no way. As soon as he said that, I knew they would score. Lou, Lou has a lot of power. I was going to say. When he says something can't be done, someone does it. Generally speaking, you would not score in 13 seconds. But. <laughs> you had two plays. What did we math up last night that covered 50 yards and each play took five seconds? Yeah. That's like impossible. That's, vir- that's, that's virtually impossible. That's what Lou said, but he was wrong. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is he's a, the impossible. He's a, he's a wizard. I don't know how he does it. The, he was so calm on the sideline, just tossing the ball like, I got this, 13 seconds. Hey, I, I, I get it. Everybody has Kansas City Chiefs fatigue. They've been to four straight <laughs> AFC championship games. They've won one Super Bowl in 52 years, and everybody's sick of Kansas City. <laughs> They went one Super Bowl like, oh my gosh, enough of this Patrick Mahomes guy. I am tired of him. But it's kind of funny that you said that because I'm watching it. And I see, as a Raiders fan, I've lived in the AFC West my whole life. So when I saw 13 seconds left, I'm not even kidding. In my mind, I went, three timeouts? It's too much time. And sure enough, they show that shot of him on the sideline and Mahomes is nodding his head. I'm like, no, no. And they went right out and did it. I'm, there's moments, and this is no joke. Because I'm a crazy person. Where I'll be driving, I'm listening to whatever, and I'll stop at a stoplight. I'm like, he had 13 seconds left, and they went and tied the game. How do you beat them in the playoffs? That's actually typically how my mornings have started here these last few days. <laughs> he had 13 seconds. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you got to enjoy it. That playoff, that that was one of the wildest weekends. 
That was action. like a battle of the hearts, right? Yeah. Like they were just. Oh, here's a question. Both quarterbacks. Do you have any diehard football fans on the roster that you know of that are? Well, or- Jordan Bowers is a Steelers fan. She wears her Steelers sweatshirt really? all the time. Yeah. Oh no. She's on the on board with Lou. I Pour guess. Poor her and Lou. Yeah, it was awesome. Well worth. Okay. Let's. Oh, let- and Carly's a Chiefs fan. You know it. Ah, yeah. There you Carly. Go. That's a good one. There you go. There you go. You got you, you got your your uh, <laughs> person to root for, Josh. That's there you a go. star, coach. Um, get get out this weekend. It's a perfect time on Sunday. You you've talked about this quite a bit. It's an hour and a half. Leads right into dinner. Grab a lunch. Take the family out. My family's already bugging me about tickets. Sunday, three forty-five. Denver's good. Right, we need everyone to be out there and support. Denver's this team. great. Denver's great, and we definitely need the place full. Our goal is over sixty five hundred, so we really want to reach that. And but, you know, we make goals, attendance goals, just like we make every other goal. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd go stand on the corner in a suit and hold up a sign if I could. Well, I mean, maybe I we, mean, we <laughs> don't want to see that. No, we don't want to see that. Don't give marketing any ideas. All right, KJ, thank you. I All appreciate right, thank it. You. I know you're busy today, but we always uh, it means a lot that you come in and hang with us. Quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about 13 seconds next right here on The Plank Show. This show is really cutting into my gossip slash coffee time, Josh. <laughs> I know. Unbelievable. Welcome back into The Plank Show. Sorry, we had to let this song play. It reminds us of an episode of Always Sunny. Oh my gosh, it does. Did you know they have an Always Sunny podcast out that goes through every single episode and kind of takes you behind the scenes? How they made it. Yeah, I I had to stop listening to it because it was like dominating my life. I mean, I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Yeah, you got to get work done. I'm like, I got to do something here. It's like, I had to stop. But it's it's worth a diehard like you and I of that show. Well worth your time. Good morning to you, by the way. And good morning to y'all. Welcome into the Plank Show and to Josh. Does okay, here's here's my question. Here's my question for you. Yesterday was one thing, right? We were a little bit hurried off the top. We had a couple of issues at the Chateau de Plank. <laughs> um we we both kind of had to hustle to get in here and barely made it for showtime. Barely. Do, I mean, is it still one of those things? We were I was joking about it with KJ, but it's serious. Where you stop and you realize what happened on Sunday night is something we may not ever see again for the rest of our lives, a game. Now, we're going to have great games, and I know I'm very much being a prisoner of the moment here. But to me, in the game had a little bit of everything. Now, I was listening to Teddy, and Teddy said the last two defensive series from Buffalo were the worst thing he had ever seen in his life. And again, that's the number one defense in the NFL. But I thought, you know, last night they re-aired it on the NFL Network. Now, I don't know how you could choose to watch that over that crazy Kansas-Texas Tech game last night, which we'll get to in a minute. But I found myself flipping back over. I just – the finish is what made the game, right? Uh, Josh Allen, they get the the fourth and 14, and and they and score. And before that, a fourth and six, right? Right, right. And at that point, what, they, they – did they take the lead at that point? And then Kansas City comes back, and then Buffalo scores. Oh, no, no, no. They needed to – they needed a score there to make it a three uh, a three point game. Yeah, and they had a had to convert a two point try. Right, exactly to make it then three point. And then Kansas City comes down and scores, and then Buffalo comes right back and scores, and then thirteen seconds left that puts 
Kansas City field goal range, and then it's over. Now, while everyone's talking about, ah, do we need to change overtime? And what? In my mind, I'm just thinking, I remember there actually being a couple of punts early in this game, right? Yeah. And I felt like, you know, this was a 14-14 game at the half, and I kind of felt like both defenses played okay. And I actually thought there were moments in the third. So I think it was one of the greatest games, period, that I've seen. Because you did have that early where special teams and where defense had mattered. Now, that all went out the door in that 28-point fourth quarter between the two teams and the madness of the final three minutes. But dude, I'm just I'm still kind of in awe. Maybe it hit me on a on a Tuesday. You know, sometimes you're mad about your teams losing on a Saturday or a Sunday. So Monday you maybe check out a little bit, but Tuesday you're re-engaged. I mean, we don't get that option, but I was I'm I'm driving in. It's just it's still there's moments you think of from that game and you realize, well, that wasn't even in that final thirteen seconds or that final three minutes. It made all the difference in the world. Certainly for how teams play Kansas City moving forward, the book has been rewritten. <laughs> I, I don't yes. think that in a situation like that again where Kansas City has limited time but a couple of timeouts maybe to play with inside of 30 seconds, trailing by a field goal, that you won't see Kansas City's receivers bumped at the line of scrimmage and just suck the defense back into kind of a prevent look. I don't think you'll see that going forward. But I wonder if Mahomes hasn't changed the league here a little bit, that if now league-wide the thinking will be, you know what, we, we might need to rethink the way we approach these sorts of situations because really one good down, one good down and you're forcing Kansas City right. into a Hail Mary heave. And analytics dorks, where are you at? Percentage is not good. No. That you're converting a, a Hail Mary heave. So I wonder what the trickle down effect will be in the future. I you know, I was thinking about this a lot too and you know, when I joke about screwing up a segment or going too long, I talk about Andy Reid clock management because that was always the knock on Andy Reid. But they never panicked and overused their timeouts or had a situation where you see Mahomes standing there and, you know, didn't Derek Carr it and not like what he see and had to call a timeout and go walking over to the sidelines. They had three, they had three timeouts, Josh. <laughs> Not many teams get into that situation where they have all three of their timeouts remaining. It's incredible. I can no longer make that joke going back to the Eagles days, can I? My uh, head coach has grown up. He is, well, knock on wood. Let's see how this week goes. <laughs> we still got Let's a, not give him too much credit. We still got a little bit of room to go. All right. Um, it is a Tuesday edition which means we've already wrapped up with Coach K.J. Kindler. So when we come back on the Plank Show, we got um, we got some notes courtesy of Gabe and Teddy on the Oklahoma Breakdown from some of the testing numbers that were out there for dudes. And let's just say this Jared Canick guy, uh, he's drawing a lot of comparisons to a certain number 11 that's near and dear to our heart. And I think what he was able to do testing-wise has raised eyebrows even a little bit more. Now the fun starts, boys. Now you're getting into it. Now you're in a Schmitty workout. So we'll dive into that. Um, I, 
I, I don't think, you know, as we – I heard an interesting theory on Caleb. I don't know if we're all done with it. And I know my man I Bleed Crimson is always – he's always like, I have no idea who this Waylon Killiams guy is you keep talking about. But I heard a couple of theories that I want to share coming up in just a bit. And I thought we had one of the best basketball games of the season last oh, night. Oh, man, Kansas and Texas Tech. And I won't lie to you, you know, Tuesday, Monday nights are hard for me because I work really late on Sunday night and mm-hmm. I get up early on Monday to take then care of the Then you mix in the fact that you traveled for right for basketball. For both right. uh, the West Virginia and Kansas State games. And I, and I couldn't, you know, as much as you might say, oh, but you're in a hotel room with no kids, I could not fall asleep on yeah. Saturday no, night. No, I mean, man. it's the routine, man. Yeah. And so it was I, – I won't lie, there was kind of one eye open near the end of double overtime. Don't care. Great game between Kansas and Texas Tech. And Bill Self has a lot of questions to answer today. Now, they won the game, but where was Remy Martin? You know, what was the decision to send him? They sat David McCormick a lot in that game. Texas Tech pretty good. And Texas Tech is really good. And I've got to be the first one to tell you, uh, I had a pretty good feel about Tech's roster, but I didn't know much about Mark Adams. I was kind of in the dark on what he was all about and the kind of coach he was. Man, the dude's crushing it. This is a really good basketball team. And so we'll get into that game. Oh, the replays of the goaltending, though, just killed the flow of that game. Did you think the McCormick goaltend was a goaltend? Because I didn't, and it was called goaltending. I don't think you can change the call. They ruled it goaltending. It stays with it on the floor, right? You're referring to the the basket for Texas Tech. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yes, I, they, I I think they got it right. They they called it goaltending. And they I, upheld it. I think maybe it had just started its downflight, but because you called it goaltending, that was one of those you can't change it. If they had if they had said it was a clean block. But, you know, then you're not going to the monitor, I guess. And the numbers are in for the Chiefs-Bills game. Listen, I, I was listening to Dan Byer this week. You know, I love to tease. I'm going to tease and keep you around. But I realize as soon as he's, Dan Byer goes, we got a clue on Bruce Arians' future. Well, what did I do? I went right to Twitter and saw, oh, that's what he said. So I didn't have to wait. So get this. CBS Sports said the Bills-Chiefs game, or Chiefs-Bills, sorry, Averaged. It's okay. You can go in alphabetical order. 42.7 million viewers. It peaked at 51.6 million viewers, which is up 18% versus last year. It's the most watched divisional playoff game in five years. And Michael McCarthy on Twitter writes, to really put those $50 million in perspective, Fox's coverage of the 2021 World Series between the Braves and the Astros averaged 11.7 mu- million viewers for six games. So it just fell a little bit short of the entirety of the World Series. Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable. NFL is king, and when you get two stars – like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen playing the way that they did and the finish becoming what it was, 
you're going to see some mega numbers like that. Unreal. Hey, Hour 1 of the Plank Show brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167 or online at vhfence.com. Get your fencing needs taken care of through the premier fence company in Oklahoma. They offer free estimates and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Their perfection is your protection. Get your fence back in shape before the summertime, vhfence.com. It's Plank Show. Up the floor, Wilson. They were trying to foul. Ahead to Shannon. Throws up a three. Misses. Rebound Harris. And KU's going to win it. Cardiac Kansas does it again. Yeah. Uh, great call, Brian Haney, on the KU. You can rock. Jack it up. Jayhawk Radio Network. Yeah, they, uh, boy, they, they're kind of greasy, man. They they find a way to, to slide in there when they had no business probably winning that game last night. It's a, it's a combination of maybe Texas Tech. I, I will say I agree with Fran Fraschilla. Now, everything runs together. Was it the end of overtime? Whenever the tech player launched the three instead of maybe driving to the basket, I think Obaji tied. Yes, it. Yeah, that okay. was so bad. Oh my gosh! And released it with three seconds three left. Yeah. Oh, what was the other game that I was watching and that happened this weekend? There's a couple of. I mean, games. you're probably not getting a whistle in Allen sure. House, but you'd like to take your chances getting mm. inside. Who knows? How about the? The play to start, I think it was double overtime, where the ball was clearly tipped out by Christian Brown. The official standing right there, and somehow the basketball is awarded to Kansas. You know, I, I wish, and I don't want to be that guy that's sitting up here. You know, Allen Fieldhouse. Every call goes to the Jayhawks, but that was I mean, pretty bad. Yeah, I mean that was so bad. See, now the NFL has done a really nice job in fixing things like that. Right, the NFL has said we're going to have a, an eye in the sky that's going to monitor this, and if there is an obvious mistake, then we're going to fix it. You don't have to challenge, you don't have to uh, stop the game and look. It's it's obvious that was an obvious mistake, just egregious. And I I, I don't know. Maybe it, it could have been game-changing. What if Tech gets a three there? Different game, right? You basically eliminate one possession in double overtime from Texas Tech at the the bare minimum. And Kansas scored a layup yep. on that uh, first possession themselves in I, double OT. I guess there was a part of me that was a little bit frustrated that Mark Adams didn't throw more of a fit. Because it was like, oh, all right, hey, you go get in the game. I, mean, I, I, I was in that mindset last night, though, after because there were – couple of other yeah. calls before that. I, I was convinced. They're coming out of this uh, review, and they're going to say no bucket Kansas basketball on that uh, McCormick goaltending. And then, and then sure enough, the yeah, basket counted. I counted said, it. I said, okay, huh. well, this is. But, you know, it is. This is a shocker. It was two teams that they kind of let them get at it a little bit late. Felt like it was maybe a little over-officiated early. They let them get after it a bit. Kansas got the break of a couple of calls. I don't – I mean, I I guess I don't understand goaltending replays like those. If it's goaltending, hey, was his hand on the rim? What, did the ball Touch hit off the, the backboard? backboard? Those make sense to me. Like, I don't – I mean, Fran Fischel is doing a great job of laying it out when Fran says, hey, I mean, I don't I, – 
they tell us that you can't always trust these camera angles, whether or not the ball is on the way down. And I'm like, well, then why are we reviewing a goaltending like that if you can't always Fran trust Fran has been doing this a minute. He knows how to yeah. hedge a bat. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, you know, they always tell me I, that you're not supposed to really get too carried away on the camera angles on some of these <laughs> goaltends. And then I'm in my mind, I'm like, then why are we reviewing a play like this? What are we doing? Did you see the play, too, where. I, I don't know. The whole game. I don't know who it was from Kansas that just shoved one of the tech players to the ground, and Kansas ended up getting fouled. I think on that possession, it going to the free throw line. It was like unbelievable. How, how do you not call that offensive foul? But I don't. Not just going to sit here and take everything yeah. away from Kansas. I thought it was a great game. Obviously, Ochai Abaji hit a monster shot to extend that game. You, you want to hear the call of that? Yeah, I would love to. All right, here, here's Obagi's game-tying three-pointer in overtime. Harris to drive, gets to OG, shoots a three. He got it! He got it again! Ochai Abaji with six seconds to go! Pretty huge. Pretty huge. Mm. Big win for KU. And they were in some dire straits over the weekend in Manhattan and found a way to erase a 16-point deficit at K-State? Well, two things. Two things. Number one, they were in dire straits in Manhattan, and they had complete control of this game last night. And then it just it, it went to you-know-what. I, I was meaning to look this morning before I came in at the StatCast because I want to say – now watch, this is going to be totally long, totally wrong. But I want to say that they had a at least a 12-point lead at one point in that game in the second half. Now, I know I'm going to look back and it's going to be wrong, but they, they were looking good. Dude. I, did, I didn't realize Terrence Shannon had that miserable oh! shooting night. He, he was terrible. Gosh, but, and he's usually great. But Polar was bad for them. The thing that's wild about it is you say, oh, he had a rough night, but then you kind of look at it and you realize he seemed to be a little bit of everywhere. So maybe you say he made up for it for playing a little bit better defense. But what he wasn't doing, Williams was providing for him. I mean, they got, what, 32 from him? When he hit that bank three. 33. When he hit that bank three, it was, okay, wow. They might they might actually find a way to mess around and get out of Allen Fieldhouse with a W, but n- no. no. Not no, meant no, to no, be. No, no. Not meant to be. All right, uh, so tell one last night. Can, ah, dang it, it's 947 already. Okay, when we come back, I want to get into a – Theory that was posed by by Gabe on the Oklahoma Breakdown and get your thoughts. It's the Plank Show on a Tuesday. Hour one brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. VHFence.com. That's VHFence.com. Call him at 405-735-1167. 405-735-1167. Yes, Kansas pulls it out last night. Knocks off Texas Tech by a final score of 91, uh, 94 to 91. Uh, no other games in the Big 12 last night, but a rather uh, interesting slate both tonight and tomorrow night. You get Kansas State at Baylor tonight at 7, Texas at TCU, and then tomorrow night, Oklahoma's on the road to West Virginia. Iowa State travels to Stillwater to take on OSU. It's the Plank Show. I know today is when they announced the Hall of Fame votings for baseball, right? Oh, great. Um, so w- what time do they announce this? I'd probably hear in a couple hours. Oh, we won't be on the air? No, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Sorry. All right, well, pencil in, 9.05. Let's get into Pete Rose. Will he or will he not get into the Hall of Fame? We can 
cue that one back up. Well, now get that I, out of the coffers. I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's the first take debate that's oh. going on right now. <laughs> you and, knew it. And they, they've added another angle to it with the Barry Bonds Roger Clemens conversation. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't see a time on this when they're going to. They ought to just give those guys it. a break. Hardworking folks, just replay the segment from I don't know last year. <laughs> I know there's a time this afternoon. Uh, oh, here it is. Today's the day, according to at Baseball Hall on Twitter. Hall of Fame election day is here for Eastern, so I'm sure Teddy's going to be all over this today. That's tongue in cheek. So can I can I pose this theory? I know we've got Air Comfort Solutions text we want to get to 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Uh, we're gonna get your calls in here in a bit. We got the top five stories of the day, which is actually prepared for the top of the hour. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um Gabe mentioned this on the Oklahoma Breakdown podcast, and I'm curious to get your take on it. Is it possible? That the reason there is a delay and why this is seemingly dragging out so long for one Caleb Williams, is it possible that maybe things haven't necessarily gone the way that they expected them to go? I think that's a big part of why this has drawn on as long as it has. They haven't maybe been presented with a figure that they, they thought they would. I mean, I, I don't know what the Williams family was maybe thinking. Several million dollars, right? Five million dollars? What what number I mean, do you think? I, but but here's the thing. Like, I'm looking at this on three sports, and I, I don't know how you figure this out and, and what you don't, but they've come up with an NIL valuation. Okay, interesting. And, and again, like I said, I don't know how they figure it out. Someone might want to educate me, but – their valuation of Jackson Dart jumped significantly with the conversations between Ole Miss and OU from 59K to 125K. I mean, is there I – mean, I got news for you. If he goes to either Ole Miss or Oklahoma, he's worth more than that, uh, especially I, if it's OU and if he wins the starting job. They, they consider – oh, I've got – listen, I can go through that whole thing and what they consider, but I mean – it, you get into a situation where you're out and about, and I'm—he's not coming back to Oklahoma. I, it's just not happening. Caleb Williams, right? Thank you. Sorry, but the the point is, you know, do you go into it with a number, and you're going to keep trying to find a school until someone hits that number? And I keep going back to something that Murdoch said that I thought was really, really smart. He's like, listen, if if you're trying to do these nil things that it appears you're trying to do, just go to Oregon. I mean, just this <laughs> see. I'm sure Phil Knight would do whatever it takes to get you there. But just this – I mean, school started, bro. We're, we're in class. I said this either last week or the week before. I mean, this is – I get it, okay? We didn't come to college to play school. Right. I, I've Sorry, heard the quote, this is a real slap in the face to – Collegiate athletics, in my opinion. it's I'm all for name, image, likeness. I've been a big supporter from day one. I think these athletes deserve some, deserve some compensation. Sure. But to totally slap the educational side in the face like this and take this long and have it extend beyond enrollment, I think is ridiculous. 
Could not agree more. All right, quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit the top five stories of the day, including an update on a scary situation from last night involving A.J. Ferrari. That's next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Where are we on this Carl Williams front, the Caleb Williams front? Where are you mentally? 405-651-3439.